Welcome to another episode of Business School. I'm your host, James Phillip. I am a serial entrepreneur and angel investor that founded Heavy Hitter Holdings, where I have more than a dozen different companies and brands under management. You can follow me on Instagram or YouTube at jamesphillip313, or download these anywhere podcasts are available. With that being said, let's jump on in. Do not judge, and you will not be judged. Luke 6.37. No, I am not overly religious. I actually had to Google that. Um, I knew the saying, but I wanted to make sure I got it right. So I literally just pulled it up on Google right now so I could get that right. This episode, I'm going to tell you a little story about Burger King and how I watched a franchise unit do a 180 degree turn and go from nearly going out of business to completely booming. And it's really all stems from how we, and how we judge things. You know, it's the, the good quote unquote, good people of the world are always saying they don't judge and they don't look down on people. And I think that's kind of BS at the end of the day. Cause every time I've ever heard anyone say that, you know, two minutes later, they're judging somebody about something. It's if you got any bit of street smarts and you, if you're street wise at all, you judge people and it, it does come to an advantage at some point. There are some hidden truths. Doesn't mean that they're always right, but they are sometimes true. In this case, um, judging businesses and brands is a very big deal. If you're a business owner, you need to understand that. If you want to start a brand, you need to understand that. If you dream of being an entrepreneur one day, you got to understand that. I learned that best just being a human being. You know, I was working on a book called The Little Book of Judgment, and it's just how we perceive everything, like never showing up to a party empty-handed. People will judge you for that, right? But what I learned as a person anyways, when I was, you know, I, I've been like, I, I've lost 100 pounds two times in my life. And I was in the powerlifting, I was in the bodybuilding, I was in a strongman, and, you know, I got fit and I got fat and I got fit and I got fat. And I, here I am doing it again. So I'm actually launching a new um, episode series on my YouTube. So make sure you hit subscribe to follow my business podcast, all my podcasts and my journey. But I'm actually starting another series about, you know, me trying to lose 100 pounds again. And um, when I was fit, the amount of attention I got from women and even men was significantly different than when I was fat. Like when you're fat, no one wants to talk to you when you're in great shape or you're just like jacked. It's funny how men and women look up to you. And I learned my lesson in my twenties right then how judgmental the world is. And then I decided to apply that to business. This is why I take branding so seriously. I all the way down to fonts, to colors, to websites, to everything. I take branding ex extremely seriously just because I've seen how people are in real life. And then I also know how I am when I come, when it comes to like picking what brands I want to be associated with and what I want to buy. So when I built my companies, I took branding like very seriously. Um, and then that, that stems over into ServiceScape, which, which is one thing I'm going to talk about right now. And ServiceScape is just a fancy textbook word for your your environment within your business. And, you know, I didn't even know that term till I took a class. I was bored and I took a business class and there was actually a textbook term for your office or your retail space. And they call it service scape. Um, and it's funny cause you know, I, the shows about the things they don't teach you in business school and, you know, for everyone that's not in business school, we just call it, you know, the build out, we call it, 
you know, the customer experience or whatever, but in the textbooks, they call it ServiceScape. So let's talk ServiceScape for a minute. There is a Burger King that is on a major road uh, between, you know, my house and my headquarters. And, you know, I, I, I grew up on the dollar whopper. Like we, you know, we didn't have a lot of cash, which is a reoccurring theme you hear in all my uh, episodes, trying to give you an idea where I came from and how I got here. Um, a lot of times we'd get those whoppers on sale for a dollar and we would actually let's say buy a bunch of them and, and freeze them because there was a good deal when you didn't have a lot of money. And, you know, it, it's one of those things that, you know, people that don't have money often like fast food and where I came from, we love fast food. So we would stock up on whoppers and, you know, always been a Burger King fan. And then, uh, you know, breakfast, you know, French toast sticks, croissants, all that stuff's good, you know, which I'm laughing at myself right now because I'm talking about launch, launching a diet series and I'm talking about, you know, killing croissants and, and Whoppers from Burger King. <laughs> but, um, you know, at the end of the day, you know, I was always a Burger King fan when, when it came down to it. So, you know, the Burger King right by my house and it looked run down all the hell. Like it just looked, it looked dirty to be honest, and I feel bad saying this, but the people inside working looked dirty. Their uniform uniforms looked dirty. They were miserable people, and it made me not want to go there. So I started asking other people in, in the community that I know, you know, they're part of where I live, and, you know, it's a very common spot on a very busy road, and they're like the same thing. They're like, I don't go there because it just looks dirty. The people look dirty in everything's just dirty so no one wants to buy food from a place that looks dirty like it's just it doesn't mean it's dirty you got to remember that it doesn't mean it's dirty it's just the perception is dirty and that's why i was writing the book about the little book of judgment because we judge things that often don't matter and a lot of times i i say that the things that don't matter often do and if you know that and you choose not to play by those rules and you lose, then you deserve to lose. So knowing that some things matter when they shouldn't, you need to take those things seriously that, that you, you think shouldn't matter. And just from uniforms to the people to the service gate or quote unquote, the build out, the space you do business in, whatever you want to call it, you need to take all that seriously. Now that didn't stop me from eating there. I still went there. But there were times I was questioning, like, am I going to get sick eating this? Or do, do these people care? Are they washing their hands? Like the coronavirus stuff's going crazy right now. If, you know, I think back, you know, a year ago, if they were doing that, would I, would I even stop there just knowing that it just doesn't seem clean. So the drive-through, I, I always measure things by drive-through windows. I can almost predict a company failing based on how busy their drive-through window is between like five and seven o'clock. For fun, the entrepreneur in me, the business maniac inside of me, I'll sit outside. I'll go to, I'll go somewhere and get like food, and I'll sit in my truck listening to music, and I'll just eat. And I'll sit outside a restaurant, and I will count how many customers go in and out in an hour. Right? I'll listen to music. I'll answer emails. Like if, if I'm interested in a certain sector or a certain business, I'll just sit outside and I'll eat. I'll listen to radio, try to get some work done, answer emails, all that jazz, and I'll just keep a little tally of customers in and out. And you know, it's not that hard to figure out what the average ticket price is. And then you can think about, you know, food margin, you know, you know roughly in the whole food industry what labor is and what food is. So you know that, you know what the average ticket price is, and then you're calculating people coming in and people coming out. 
So a lot of times you can figure out whether a company's thriving, blowing up, doing well. If you're going to invest in the stock market, this is a good way to spot check, you know, certain companies to see how they're performing. Um, so I look at drive-through windows a lot, especially I'm in Michigan most of the time. I spend quite a bit of time in Chicago, some time in New York. Um, well, and hopefully Denver here. I got an office out in Denver and Cleveland, so it's like I'm all over the place. But depending on where I go, I'm always looking at businesses and seeing what's going on, how much foot traffic, how busy the drive-through windows are. But particularly in Michigan, drive-through windows are a very big thing. With the seasons, it's just drive-through windows are king. So if your drive-through window is not consistently busy between five and seven, then you're already in trouble. So for this Burger King, their drive-through window was never busy. Not for breakfast, not, not for lunch, not for dinner. The crazy part is a lot of people stopped going to McDonald's because it was so busy and they would stop at Tim Hortons, but you didn't see them stopping at Burger King that, you know, they had coffee, they had good breakfast sandwiches, but they weren't going there. They were going everywhere else on that road, but Burger King. So fast forward, Aldi wants to buy the lot where Burger King is, the rundown Burger King. So Burger King ends up selling them the lot and they work out a deal to where they can go build a new Burger King right next door. So 200 feet to like the north, they go build a brand new Burger King, brand new build out. They get, um, you know, same spot, brand new build out. They got mostly new people, new uniforms. What do you think happened? If you guess that their business started booming, you are correct. So the funny part is it's the same damn food, right? The food has not changed at all. It's probably just as clean or you know, not as clean as it was at the other place. It was all perception. So this drive-through that moved 200 feet north on, on, had the same point of entry, went from never being busy to people always being in the drive-through line all the time. Not one car, multiple cars all the time. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So all it took was a refreshing, right? It made people believe that that is not run down, that maybe it's a little cleaner, that the food's going to be trustworthy now. And it went from not busy to completely swamped just by moving 200 feet and getting some new people and some new clothes. People were happy that were working there. The new building looked great. It gave you the sense of comfort that it was clean, that, you know, the people are probably washing their hands and the food's cooked right. You don't got to worry about getting sick. Um, it, that's all it was, but the food tastes the same. It's the same food, right? They're getting food from the same suppliers. They're cooking it the same way. It's all perception, right? And if you think about how much we judge people and business and brands, this is just one of those cases where they went from just about going out of business. Like we were, we were actually hoping that they went out of business and they were going to put like a Chick-fil-A in or something. Cause we thought that they were done. And so they went from, you know, death rattle, deathbed to booming. Um, and you see a lot of franchises when they, when you sign their agreements, they put terms in there that you need to refresh your space every so many years, or you need to adapt to the new style so many years. Like you've seen McDonald's that get tore down and it is built a new McDonald's. So 
a lot of times, you know, the, small business owners have a real problem with this. They don't invest in their businesses. They won't reinvest in their business. They're buying Land Rovers. They're buying, you know, vacation homes. They're doing all this other, all these other things, but they're kind of not saving for the future. A good example is like Rite Aid, I think. Every Rite Aid store I've been in recently has run down all the hell. And what Walgreens did was they, they Walgreens went and popped up anywhere that a Rite Aid was. And the Rite Aid, the Walgreens stores are like big. They're well merchandised. They're clean. They're bright. They just pop up wherever the hell there's a Rite Aid. And you're automatically going to go to Walgreens because you know they got the best prices for the most part. They're clean. It just looks nicer. And you just you end up going there. And then what's Rite Aid going to do? What are you going to do about that? You know, they're not revamping their stores all the time you see this happen where there's a restaurant right here that's run down and then some new place opens up next door and they can't compete they just can't compete with the new bright fresh cool looking restaurant so they go out of business this happens every day so if you are a small business owner if you plan on starting your own company you're gonna have to save some money to kind of reinvent yourself and refresh things all the times because Humans are extremely judgmental people. Here's a perfect case where Burger King went from just about going out of business to completely thriving and booming with a new restaurant space with some new people and some new uniforms serving the same damn food. And I, I, I would guess that their revenues doubled. I mean, it's just a rough guess. That's how significant the business change was. And a lot of times I, I see small business owners making that mistake of they just kind of hoard all the money as profits, not thinking about, I need to reinvest. I need to reinvest. I need to reinvest. And if you want to stay in business for 10, 15, 20, 30 years, you're going to have to keep reinvesting. You might have to create new brands. You're going to have to update your service scape. You're going to have to change your branding, your logos, the uniforms. You need to keep evolving. If you don't, someone else is going to pop up and just take all your stuff. That's, that's how it is, and to be honest, you deserve it if you don't want to stay competitive. Um, it doesn't matter that we shouldn't judge people. It doesn't matter that we shouldn't judge things. We do. We're human beings, and once you understand how human beings are and they operate, you know the rules. And if you don't try to play the rules to your advantage to win the game, then you deserve to lose. But sounds really aggressive, but that's just how business is, man. Like... I didn't want to start a business and fade out. Like I've been doing, I've been starting companies and building companies for over 20 years. I didn't want to be that person that ran a company for five years, fizzled out, and then ran back to the corporate world. I am constantly trying to reinvent the companies. I am launching new brands. I'm launching new startups. I'm investing in, in more startups. Like you have to keep moving in the same way that, you know, if a shark doesn't keep moving, it dies. You unlimited infinite competition in this world right now and if you're not trying to move so forward then someone else is trying to take your stuff so my best advice is if you are an entrepreneur or a business owner you want to start your own company one day getting it off the ground might be the easy part it's kind of like playing king of the hill right you know it's hard to get up there but it is even harder to stay on top of that mountain so you have to keep grinding and hustling reinventing yourself and just keep making forward progress because your customers change, the market change, taste change. And if you don't keep up with that, you're going to go out of business and you deserve it. But 
Make sure you follow me on Instagram and YouTube at jamesphillip313. Um, check out my other podcast, Lyrically Provoked, which has just hit. We're in 100 countries now. We've only been at this for a couple months. That show completely blew up. We're in 100 countries. Um, we got another show called Live Hard. And also got my you know, like fitness and diet series hitting YouTube here pretty quick. Basically, I'm not using and no fad diets, no no personal trainers, no no anything. Just common sense living and eating like everyday Americans to just lose weight and get fit. There's no gimmicks, man. I'm not gonna take no pills. I'm not hiring no trainers or going to a fancy club. Not trying some complicated diet. I'm gonna you know eat with common sense and exercise with common sense and i'm gonna try to lose somewhere around 100 pounds again so hope you join me on that journey as well but until then i'm gonna catch you on the next one